0: This is HPR episode 1727 entitled Basic Mutt. It is hosted by Frank Bell and is about 32 minutes long. The summary is Frank Bell discusses setting up and using Mutt as an email client.
1: This episode of HPR is brought to you by AnHonestHost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR one five. Better web hosting. That's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com.
0: This is Frank Bell. I've been away for a while. Some circumstances happened that made it a little more difficult for me to record, but mostly I ran out of ideas where I thought I could make a contribution. However, I'm back and I have a couple of ideas. My summer project this summer was to learn how to use MUT. I had two reasons for this. I wanted to learn more about how email works under the hood. I had uh, a very accomplished member of a local hosting firm tell me once that, in his opinion, handling email is the single most complicated thing on the Internet, and he had a flowchart to prove it. And I wanted to learn more about how to use the Vim Editor. I've struggled along for years, being able to use Vim or Vi to do things like edit my rc.local file or edit my .etcstab file with knowing just a few of the commands, but I never really felt comfortable with it. And I realized, now I'm not a coder, so I'm not writing, you know, code and stuff like that in a text editor all day. I realized that if I were going to get better at using Vi or Vim, And between the two, I would certainly recommend use Vim, which stands for Vi Improved. I had to put myself into a situation where I would use it regularly. And I realized that using it to write and respond to emails was just such a situation. And most command line email programs do not have built-in editors. Mutt uses an external editor. And I said, aha, if I use Mutt, I can force myself to learn more about them and get comfortable in it. I chose MUTT after extensive research into alternatives such as Pine and Alpine, the venerable Mail program, after an, an intensive three or four minutes of Googling about it. Now, I want to say at the outset, I am not a MUTT expert. I'm at best a fairly accomplished, somewhere between beginner and intermediate user. I still use a GUI email client on my primary computer. Currently, SeaMonkey Mail, but I've also used over the years Opera, Sylphid, and I've tried other Linux mail clients such as, you know, KMail and Evolution, which deserves to have been put out of its misery a long time ago. I'm going to address just basic stuff here. If you are an accomplished Linux or Unix postmaster, there is nothing that I can tell you. Go off and record your own podcast for Hacker Public Radio. Also, I'm talking about setting up the email for an individual user. So all my configuration files will go into my home directory. I'm not doing anything in forward slash Etsy. And finally, I'm not talking about doing my own mail server. I'm talking about using various Linux Unix programs to send and receive mail to and from my ISP and other internet email providers. For one reason, I don't think, I'm I'm hardly ready to try to set up my own mail server. I look at the configuration Guides for things like XM, Sendmail, and Postfix, post and my brain gets numb. For another reason, my ISP bans public-facing servers for home internet accounts, and they enforce this policy aggressively. And I don't need that kind of trouble. Now, in order to use Mutt to read and write emails, I need other programs. To go to the three-letter acronyms that have been around for years and years and years, I need an MTA, or MTAs, Mail Transport Agent, to send and receive the mail. An MDA, or Mail Delivery Agent, to take the incoming email and put it into mailboxes. And an MUA, a Mail User Agent, and that would be the program for reading and writing emails, in my case, MUT. After looking at a number of tutorials, I found a couple, which will be linked in the show notes, that seemed to me the best of the lot for a beginner such as me. So I used the programs that they used and pretty much copied their guidelines for the configuration. I used FetchMail to get the mail, ProcMail, and Form Mail to process the mail. My understanding is that ProcMail processes the mail and FormMail actually puts it in the mailboxes. The the two programs work together. MUT, as I mentioned, is a mail reader and a little program called MSMTP to send the mail. To set this up, I had to create RC files for FetchMail, ProcMail, MUT, and MSMTP. And when I say create RC files, I mean copy RC files from the tutorials and then tweak them to my taste. Now, here's a a meta view. I'm not going to go into the syntax of the RC files. There are man pages for each of them, excellent tutorials where you can look at the syntax. And my experience as a podcast listener is that listening to people parse code in audio is not really a very good way to learn. Just as an aside, I understand that RC stands for runtime configuration. Time the file, the program is run, it looks at the RC file and says, okay, these are my marching orders, I'll go do that. If you change the RC file, you have to stop and rerun the program for the changes to take effect. I would also note in the outset that there are two primary mailbox formats in the next world. There's the older of the two, the inbox format, in which the mail is stored in a honking great spool file and when you look at a particular email, you are looking at one piece of that spool file. Traditionally that spool file is in forward slash var forward slash spool forward slash mail forward slash username. Though you can place it elsewhere if you wish. And then there's the maildir, M-A-I-L-D-I-R, for mail directory, format in which each individual email is its own little file inside of a mailbox. I experimented with both. Even in my limited experience, both of them have some pluses and minuses. If you want to have a mind to start this, I suggest you start with the inbox format simply because it's a little simpler. Also, note that in configuring the mutt rc and the procmail rc, which I'll be talking about shortly, there are slight differences depending on which mailbox format you use. You have to tell these programs where the various mailboxes are located. And the syntax of the names of the mailboxes will be slightly different based on the format. Okay, getting mail. Fetchmail is a program to get mail, hence the name. It's very simple to configure. You need to open up your text editor and create a Fetchmail RC. Here's the syntax. The word poll, P-O-L-L, space, The mailbox, pop.somewhere.com, imap.somewhere.com. You would get that information from your email provider. Space, the word protocol space, and whether it's POP3 or IMAP. User space, quotation marks, user logon name for that mail server, close quotation marks. Space password, quotation marks, password for that mail server close quotation marks. That is the basic minimal format you would need. If you are using a non-standard port, you have to specify the port number. If you're using TLS or SSL, you need to specify that in this file. The tutorial will show you how to do that. It is really very straightforward. If you have multiple accounts, you can configure your Fetchmail to fetch mail from all those accounts simply by adding a new line for each account. For my experimentation, I have one for my ISP email account and a line for Gmail. You can run fetch mail in several ways. Of course, once you get everything working, you want it automated. You can run it as a daemon. You can run it as a cron job. When you're setting things up, you can run it from the command line, which is very useful for testing. In MUT, you can create macros. You can create a macro to hit the right combination of keys and run fetch mail from within the MUT interface. In my case, I chose to run it from the GKrellum system monitor, which I quite like. I've used it. Since very early on in my, my experience with Linux, I, I like its compactness, I like its ability and I like its versatility. In GQROM, you would open the configuration screen, go to built-ins, go to mail, and there you would find the place to enter the fetch mail command to go pick up your mail and set the interval as to how often you want it to run. I usually set it on my primary computers, I'll pick up the mail every 5 or 10 minutes. On secondary computers, I might do it only every half hour. Very straightforward. Fetchmail then passes the name to Procmail. You need a .procmail.rc file to tell Procmail how to behave. At the top of the Procmail.rc file, you specify the mail directory format, the mode, of logging and the location of the log files and some other housekeeping details and the location of form mail. Then it gets interesting. The rest of the ProcMail file you can use for sorting the mail. And you use what ProcMail calls recipes. They are actually an implementation of regular expressions. ProcMail has, according to the man page, an internal implementation of eGREP. So, if your brain glazes over at using regular expressions as mine does, this is a good way to get an early taste of understanding and using regex. I'm not going to go into the details of the recipes, but I will give you an example of how I use them. I have a mailbox for HPR. And in ProcMail, I tell it to take all the mail from the HPR mailing list, And put it in this mailbox. If you have a Facebook account. You can have a mailbox. For messages coming from. Facebookmail.com and Facebook.com. You can have ProcMail. Put all the Facebook messages. Into that mailbox. Where you can delete them unread. With a minimum of inconvenience. I have two links in the show notes. About how to use. ProcMail. Both of them are old links. Because ProcMail is an old. I would say, mature program. It works, so they don't need to come out with a new version of it every two years. The best one is the one from the umbc.edu website. That's University of Maryland, Baltimore County. The fellow who wrote it is no longer at UMBC. He has moved on to do other stuff. But when you read it, you can tell that he clearly knows how to teach It's easily the most understandable introduction to ProcMail and RegEx that I have found in these several months I have been working on understanding and improving my usage of MUT and the related programs. So ProcMail gets the mail, it sorts it according to the recipes that you give it, hands it to FormMail, and FormMail puts it in the mailbox. You do not need a FormMail rc file. ProcMail deals with FormMail. Now, to send the mail, I mentioned I got a little program called MSMTP. The syntax for that is also very straightforward, as straightforward as for fetch mail. For a particular account, you would have the word account followed by the name of the account. So, it might be account space Gmail. That's simply a label for convenience. Then, you specify the host, host space the outgoing email server smtp.somewhere.com smtp.somewhere.net your from space email address user space your username and you don't have to use quotation marks in this configuration your password space and then your password and again you do not need quotation marks and then other stuff you may have to enter if you're SMTP server uses non-standard ports, you need to enter the ports. If you're using TLS or SSL to send mail, you need to enter the information to for TLS or SSL and that will depend on how your recipient wants to see that information. Now here's something that I noticed. When I was first experimenting with this, back in the summer, I could not get MSMTP to send mail to my local ISP that I was connected to. When I remarked out by you my username and password, I was able to send email via my local ISPs SMTP server. I asked an accomplished Linux sysadmin why this was and he just said Frank, he said they know who you are, just like I know who my users are. However, were I to try to connect to my local ISP from, say, Philadelphia, I would need to make that, those username, the username and password active again to establish a connection from a different ISP. I just found that rather, uh, rather interesting and kind of twisty because one would, would expect they would just disregard it if they knew who you were, but no, they threw a password error. Now we've got, we're getting the mail, we're putting mail in mailboxes, we're able to send mail, now it's time to look at MUT. The other RC files I've talked about have been fairly simple. The MUT RC file is a beast. Not that it's necessarily complex unless you get into macros and stuff, but it's big. It does a lot of stuff. Mine is 140 lines long. Now that does count empty lines. And about 40 of those lines are configurations for the colors. In other words, what the interface looks like on the screen. Background color, foreground color, so on and so forth. The MUT rc file tells MUT your email identity, the location and format of your inbox or inboxes, where you want to save drafts, what MUT calls postponed mail what editor you want to use to edit the emails or compose emails, if you don't specify an editor, it will default to whatever the system default editor is. So, in Slackware, it defaults to Vi, because Vi is the system default in Slackware. In Mageia, it defaults to Vim, because Vim is the system default in Mageia. And the Vi command in Magia is actually alias to Vim. So when you type in V-I, Vim starts. So on Magia, I don't have to specify an editor to get Vim. And remember, Vim was one of my reasons for doing this in the first place. On Slackware, I do have to specify the Vim editor. Otherwise, I get Vi. You specify the program for sending the mail, the locations of your address, book, and signature, Interface behavior, macros, time date display, and the like, and the colors. What I did was I started with the MUT RC file from Kalmar, linked in the show notes. That is, Charlie Alpha Lima Mike Alpha Romeo dot Whiskey Sierra forward slash Mike Uniform Tango Tango. And then I set about tailoring it and tweaking it to meet my taste and do some of the things I picked up on some of the other tutorials. In particular, setting up macros so I could send either from my ISP email account or from my Gmail account. A couple of things about using MUT, actually more than a couple. In the primary interface, each email will appear as a line. And you're looking at your inbox, you'll see a line that shows the number of the email, Some various indicators, such as N, meaning a new email, R, meaning one you replied to, and so on. I generally don't pay much attention to those. The date, the sender, and the subject. You can open the email by hitting the space bar or pressing the enter key. Navigate it by using the space bar to move down the minus sign to move up. There is no sidebar. There is a package, referred to as a patch, that you can compile into MUT and it creates a sidebar. I have not played with that at all. In the default inbox view, the emails are descending from oldest to newest and they are threaded, meaning that a reply to one email will be shown in the expanded view as underneath the email it's replying to. It will not be shown separately at the bottom of the inbox. You can change those preferences in the MUT RC. There is also a context menu for whatever view you're in, whether it's viewing an email, looking at the inbox, the send dialog, that will show the most commonly used commands in that view as well as a question mark. You hit enter question mark and it will open a text health file which you navigate with the spacebar and the minus sign. If you want an address book that you can access through tab completion when you're typing in the email address and for a new email you will need an alias file. And you can create that file by using the touch command. You can put it wherever you want but you need to tell MUT where it is in the MUT RC, And then you can add someone's email address to the alias file from the MUT interface. You can also edit that manually in any text editor. If you want a signature file, you put that in a separate signature file. These are commonly hidden files, but they don't have to be. And tell MUT where that signature file is, and then it will automatically append the signature to your email before you send it. The body of an email is technically an attachment to the headers. To view the body in line, so that you open up the email and you're looking at the sender's name, the address, the subject, the list of whether or not there are any attachments, and then you see the text of the email in the MUD RC, you set the auto view setting to text slash HTML. You will see many of the examples of this in the tutorials. Now HTML email, have you ever heard anyone say HTML email is evil? View it in a text email client and you will understand why they say that. A single HTML message may appear to be 10 in the inbox, may appear to be 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 40 threads. And if you place the selection key over any of those individual items, you will and hit enter, you'll see the same darn email. You will also, unless you do something to prevent it, see the raw HTML. It's like viewing source on a web page. In order to view the HTML in an HTML format, you need to get a text browser and tell Mutt to use that text browser to format the email. Text browsers include... L-Y-N-X, L-I-N-K-S, L-I-N-K-S, graphic, e-links, w 3 W3M, to name several of the ones that I've used. I tend to prefer either links, L-I-N-K-S, or W3M, but they all work quite nicely. And the way you tell Mutt to use your text browser is through a file called the .mailcap file. MailCAP stands for MetaMail Capabilities, not, as I initially thought, mail capture. Mutt does not need to be told to look for the MailCAP file. It knows to look for the MailCAP file. It's part of a larger package called MetaMail. I gather from my reading the other text email cli- clients know to look for. They give you a sample line from the .mailcap file. From one of my from my mailcap text forward slash html semicolon, so it says if it's a text HTML package, then spaces links l i n k s and that refers to the links browser space percent s semicolon name template equal percent s html. So it's basically, if this is an HTML email, look at it with the links browser. There's another format. There's a slightly different line in there. Again, I'm not going to parse that line, but you get the idea. If, if, you, if I were using W3M, it would say text forward slash HTML, semicolon space, W3M, and then the rest of the line. In the mailcap, you can also specify handlers for other types of files, such as PDFs. I commonly open PDFs in Ocular. Images, and you specify image handler such as Fae, F-E-H. I've used XV on one of my machines. Word processor files, ODT doc, you can specify LibreOffice or whatever your word processing program is. And once you get used to it, it's very nice and clean. Now, opening links in an HTML email, you need something else. You need URL view. And that is, in fact, a program commonly resides in USR bin. And you need a dot .url view to tell URL view how to behave. Now here's the sole line in my URL view file. All caps command, space, name of the browser. You see monkey, I use conqueror. conqueror. The name of the browser, space, percentage, percent sign, S. And with that enabled, in Mutt, I have a macro, which I shamelessly copied from Calmar. I hit Control-B, and it opens up a page that displays all the links in the email. You now, here's where it gets interesting. It doesn't just show the links that the person who wrote the email wants you to know about it. It shows all the other links, all the tracking links, all the report whether or not this email was open links, all that, good, every single one of them. I have found sometimes when you hit the links in, in some of the uh, news alerts I get, they don't necessarily open properly. I don't know, and I have it dug down. Sometimes it's because the link is repeated and there's a malformed link, and then there's a proper link. So, but that that's what you need to look at the links. But it really is interesting to look at an email, which in a GUI email client might have two or three visible links, and you open it up, using URL view and you see there are 15 links in there. Another thing I've noted is that the mailboxes must be listed in the Mutt RC file. If they exist on the hard drive but they're not listed in the Mutt RC file, you will not be able to easily change from one mailbox to the other using the C for change mailbox command they also must be listed properly depending on whether you're using membox or MailDur formats. So that's a little bit of an in- introduction to using Mutt for your email. If you haven't used a text email client I would say give it a shot. It's an awful lot of fun making it work and I think a lot of us who do this sort of stuff enjoy making stuff work You also learn an awful lot about how Linux and the Internet works. And I will say, going back to one of my motivations, I feel I'm a lot more comfortable using Vim than I was before I started doing this. I do not find Vim at all intimidating anymore. I'm still only a beginner, but I'm a comfortable beginner. Thank you very much.